Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by reviewstl.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 429, the box office report for the week ending November 18th, 2018. It's chilly out there. Yeah, it's a real weenie shrinker. <laughs> We're all bundled up at this end of the table. Yeah. <laughs> We're huddled together for warmth. Oh, electricity isn't cheap. So, uh, yeah. I, I just I don't know about weenie shrinker. <laughs> Am I wrong? It's just it's too early for that. I was trying to get a maraca right out of the gate. No, it's too early for I, that. I just, wanna, it's frozen. The beads are frozen. You can't oh. even make them. <laughs> Is that well, the maraca beads. The maraca beads. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. Well, I guess let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Dan. <laughs> this is Kevin. <laughs> and this is Tom. I don't have a sound effect. Uh, one day. One day. So uh, we are Joeless. He is under the weather. Joeless Shoe Jackson? Yes. So uh, we will use this episode to throw the 1919 World Series. <laughs> I was gonna say, or we could talk about wrestling. Yeah. We should be totally wrong. <laughs> this is our top talk secret about Marvel Superman. retrospective. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. We should spend the whole episode... Talking about wrestling. Yeah. And, wrestling. and he can listen to it and go crazy and yeah. then we'll be wrong and he'll just sit there and stew. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. We can talk about I don't know, what was it? The junkyard dog. He didn't really junkyard he didn't dog. seem to do much. Uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, didn't he like try to have someone killed? Yeah, kill talk someone? about uh the, the Hulk Harrigan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. What was it? Thunderlips? Yeah, that that was his name. Yeah, and uh, Gorgeous George. Yeah. Gorgeous George. Which one? We, we won't tell. <laughs> Apparently, he was a franchise. Actor. <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous George was like Bozo. Yeah, every market yeah. had their own. He was the Dread Pirate Roberts of wrestlers. <laughs> they just kept going and going. He was the Blue Man Group. Every city you went to, I mean, looks like the same people, yeah. but there's like a thousand of them. Didn't like uh, old DJs. Didn't like a bunch of. We had a, a DJ. In the '60s, that was very popular, called Johnny Rabbit. But mm-hmm. didn't a bunch of cities have a Johnny Rabbit? I think they did. We had two, and yeah. then it was like the guy that's kind of known that still goes around calling himself Johnny Rabbit. Is like, he the one that wears the hat? Yeah, but like, but he isn't like the original Johnny Rabbit. And yeah. so some people are kind of they get kind of pissy about him calling himself Johnny Rabbit. Really? Yeah. Mm. Did 
uh, he like steal the hat from the other one? And, yeah, uh, he was like, like a, steal his mojo like or rabbit, something. A rabbit knife fight over the hat. <laughs> he has got a top hat with bunny ears. <laughs> well, I'm glad this went a different direction. I thought this was going to go some kind of a sex shop no. direction. No. <laughs> <laughs> so bunny ears, I'm okay with that. No, that was Dr. John. Yeah. Ah. So uh, uh, I don't even know where we're at. Shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, people, who, And you can also share the show. At uh, facebook.com slash real spoilers. People who were kind enough to share the show this week Librarian Cynthia, Travis T. Witt, Richard Lawson, Jason Weesey, Chris Sanders, Tammy Sherman Powers, Julianne Jordan, Brent Smith, Susan Carlson, Chris Magic Man, Ron Johnson, Ralph Tribble, Aaron Marlowe, Griffin Fox Smith, Chris James, and Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming. So if you would like to have your name read right on the show and be famous, <laughs> famouser than all your friends, yeah, you just uh, go to the the League of Show Sharers page, the group on Facebook, share the show, and uh, there you go. It's very simple. It's that easy. So uh, also <laughs> don't forget our Patreon account, patreon.com slash real spoilers. Yeah, we did a nice episode, a tribute to Stan Lee. Of course, Stan Lee died this week. Very what? sad. Yeah, I know. You probably haven't heard on social <laughs> media or anything, but... He was 95 years old. He lived a long life. And Joe and I went into everything he created, which the amount of characters he created for Marvel is insane. I mean, everyone knows that he played a huge part. He's in all the movies and everything. But when you really dig deep into all the characters, the hundreds of characters, it's amazing. And uh, he he was a master of like, I mean, and I mean this sincerely, like he, he, he grabbed the dictionary or thesaurus and went and basically put everything next to man right <laughs> and was like spider man yes and man yes you know sock man eh, come back to it you know like, <laughs> maybe a villain good good on him man yeah well did you hear about the last character that he created with his daughter before no. he died and this is a real story uh it's i mean it's called i think it's dirt man mm. So they're wondering if if they're gonna release it in comics or anything. As right. homage was his last character. Um, I, I hopefully I'm not getting that wrong, but I believe it's Dirt Man. Hmm. So I mean, you're not wrong. And there's a special irony in the fact that he could he he would never be known as Stan the Man. Hmm. Yeah, because yeah. of Stan Musial. And yeah. people still called him that too, though. Like they people tried to make yeah. It well, up. because the nerds didn't know anything about baseball. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. wait, somebody's already using that. What? Because there are so many interviews that I've gone back and watched <laughs> where like reporters like. I'm here with Stan, the man Lee, you know, and like mm-hmm. people tried to make that yeah, work. They didn't yeah. understand there was a Stan, the man, but like, yeah. yeah, I was happy to see that there hasn't been a lot of contrarian. I was, I Bill remember, Maher. Jo- yeah, like uh, I was like, don't get me started. Well, him, <laughs> but that's everything. That's his job. But like, does. I remember telling Joe a few weeks ago, I was like, man, when Stan Lee dies, I'm just dreading all the like, you know, contrarian people coming out. And it's, Look, Stanley is at uh, you know, and I've argued this case a few times. So it's like he's not Bob Kane, all right. This isn't like a Bob Kane, Bill Finger thing. But I figured there'd be a lot of Jack Kirby, like right. you know, um, enthusiasts who would have been like, "Well, let me tell you about the real Stanley." And it's you know, if you've read that untold story yeah. of Marvel Comics, that we talked history about thing, that on the on I'm, yeah, when we said we're like, you know what, he he, you know, he may have done some stuff that was a little questionable, but yeah. he's admitted it. I mean, he's in yeah. interviews. He's talked about it. He said, well, maybe I was a little too hard on this, and, yeah. and you know, whatever. I mean, you know, I think he really mellowed out on his in his older years. Yeah. He's human. Everyone makes mistakes. Well, his older years were a good. I mean, a good third of his life, right? right, right. You know. <laughs> But it's easier to mellow out when you've established your place in the firmament. You know that your name is your your is 
cemented in history. Sure. It's easier mm-hmm. to then to go, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have. But now that I'm here, <laughs> yeah, you know. And he, you know, I, I mean, for the seventies and eighties, he was like the only guy out there trying to get Marvel, you know, movies and TV to happen. Nobody else was, yeah, you know. And the two people that people kind of, I don't think they realize now, and I mean general populace, not us, but is like Avi Arad and, and Stan Lee is like those two guys kicked it all off yeah you know way back and and stan you know he made a lot they made a lot of marvel made a a lot of bad deals a lot of bumps along the way i mean he basically bankrupted them yeah you know but i mean he sold off those properties to keep them alive and yeah i mean all this that we have today is you know one way or another because of decisions that he made and his tenacity and Mm -hmm. and also i mean he created uh we went down the list of box office real quickly you can go listen to the episode but i mean black panther Mm -hmm. stanley created it Mm -hmm. you know iron man mm-hmm. thor yeah hulk the team of the avengers he brought back captain america like i mean when you think of yeah. his creations it's not just like well yeah he created iron man and then he ran the offices of marvel it's like right. no, he ant-man mm-hmm. so you got the two ant-man movies yeah. up there as well like when you look at the list of all the movies they've made and the ones that have you know that he created it's like they're almost one and the same like the big the biggest characters out there and the ones we all know were, came out of stanley's mind and uh Thanks to uh, Wizard World, you'll still be able to get your picture taken with his taxidermied carcass. So, <laughs> you think that they uh, would his, if they his, could? Oh yeah, his, you think his, <laughs> his ex handler is there going Stan Lee? Did you ever see oh, that? That's horrible the autograph. Horrible. Session? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so sad. That was the big controversy because he was at a con. They were still dragging him to these things, <clears> and he couldn't remember how to sign his name. Yeah, and they were like Stan Lee, and the next one went down Stan Lee. Like they were reminding him every time to Ugh. sign it. That's like, and that's yeah. like the last thing to go. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know, like the that you know they always talk about memory. Like yeah. people can remember you know their home phone number from when they were six, but they can't tell you what they had yeah. for breakfast. And like so something like. Signing your name should—he's done that so many times. Right. That's like a deep groove in your, the memory part of your brain. I think he had good days and bad days, like sure. some, some do, because uh, he had days like that which were awful, and he should have never been there, and that was just horrible. But then uh, one of his last interviews he gave, and I put this clip at the very end of the episode when you're done listening to that on Patreon. Um, he gave a little talk about the fans. I don't know if either of you caught it, but a really nice thing about the fans where people oh, yeah. said, you know, your, yeah. your fans really love you. And he's like, he goes, it's a mutual love paraphrasing here. He goes, I love the fans and it's amazing thing to have. It's an amazing thing to have fans and to have people that care about you and all this really sweet. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a recent interview. Yeah. So like he still could give a nice talk and mm-hmm. knew what he was talking about. It's just, you know, some days it was like, no, you should not be at a convention. Yeah. yeah I don't think anybody goes into drawing or writing comic books you know especially 70 years ago thinking and i will be famous this is my path to stardom you know it's like "Eh, it'll pay the bills till i can do quote unquote real art yeah it's an amazing story so go listen to that episode and we reference a few documentaries and books one of them is that marvel the untold story and it's an amazing story i mean no pun intended seriously it's just you know i try to use all these adjectives and like his dictionary words i mean he used all those too but really it was incredible the the life he lived and how he turned that company around because marvel was was going under there would be no marvel if it weren't for stan lee so well uh, i guess uh if you want to hear that whole thing you can find that at patreon.com slash real spoilers and I guess that brings our shameless plugs to a close. We will now turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready, Kevin. I do, Tom. And it looks like, I don't think anyone questioned this one, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald 
Uh, this is the second of five films in this series. At the end of this thing, I'm like, okay, we only have one really, more to go. It, it felt like four of the five films <laughs> of this series. Well, they tried to pack as many plot lines in it as four movies, but uh, I was, I mean, seriously, didn't you guys like kind of think for a second, like, oh, well, they've got to be wrapping it up next time. Five movies in this thing? I, yeah. I originally, I remember it was like three, and then it yeah. quickly expanded to five. Three's a nice number, you know? You tell the yeah. beginning, the middle, and the end, right. the big showdown and whatever, all the action and everything It went happens. from three to five, like, in the span of, like, that was, like, within a month. Yeah. And they, it was like, oh, wait, well, what? This one takes place in 1927, and they don't have their big fight till the end of World War II, so you got, you know, 18 yeah. years yeah. to go. Or <clears throat> And they've decided to set them all in different countries. That's the big thing. So the yeah. last one was, I guess, New York was mm-hmm. mainly where it was, but this one takes place in Paris, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that. And then next, they're thinking that it probably will go into maybe somewhere in Asia because of some of the imagery mm-hmm. in it, or uh, Germany. They're, I mean, they're thinking one of them has to be in Germany. Pretty sure one will be in Germany. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's the plan they have, but I just, yeah, we'll get into that. But the thing made some money, not as much money as the first uh, Fantastic Beasts film, but it's estimated. <laughs> Made it to open to $63 million. I uh, believe the first one was around the 70s, uh, $74 million. Okay. So about 10, $10 million shy. I think people are starting to kind of, you know, why, wisen up. I mean, you know, I, I don't think people were that happy with the first one. I mean, it made money, don't get me wrong, and, and people still enjoyed it, but uh, you would think that the sequel and more Harry Potter and, mm-hmm. and all the crazy action they're promoting and everything, but... Ah, but there's not more Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh. We'll get into that. I mean, that's the I think that's what the attachment is. Like it wasn't the first the first story is all about Harry Potter. You know, the first series. This, you know, I when I saw oh, the right. first movie, I was like because eh, I've struggled just like the age difference on older cast yeah. and not Harry Potter. Yeah. And even though they bring in the musical, you know, cues and all those little left motifs, but um, it wasn't until I watched it a second time, this is Fantastic Beast, that I actually enjoyed it. Like, the first time I was like, eh, it's okay. And then I watched it again, and I was like, well, okay, I liked it better. But I also knew, okay, this I just have to, like, not think about, like, <laughs> right. what, you know, what sure. I like about the original run. But. It was like going into the Star Wars prequels. You were excited for it. You're getting more of this thing that yeah. you love, but you don't <clears throat> quite know what to expect. And then, of course, they throw you a curveball, and you're like, wait, what? You know, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I will say that so far, I still like these better than those prequels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... But it's the same kind of idea yeah. where it's like no, you don't know is. you don't know what to expect. Your yeah. your anticipation is is on high and oh, you're ready. Yeah. And then you get there, and so the first time is always like, wait, what? Yeah, what trade, did they decide to do? This is about trade routes. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> all right. Yeah. So anyway, well, well, we'll be here all day if we talk about that. Uh, so anyway, sixty three million dollars <clears throat> domestically, but uh, of course, it already has some overseas money. So I think it had already made about seventy as of this recording. It probably is even more now. So it's up. It's up over around one hundred and thirty ish, hundred thirty, hundred thirty five million on a two hundred million dollar budget. This was another shocker to me when I saw this yesterday when I was looking up the numbers. Like I did not think they were making a two hundred million dollar movie here. Does that seem? I don't know if that that seems appropriate though. It's a pretty massive. There's a lot of effects. You would think so, but still, I don't know. I mean, the, these Fantastic Beasts Huge movies, sets. like Harry Potter eight. Okay, I get it, and I, it didn't even have that much budget. I'm I'm almost positive. So like, I get it when you're like wrapping up the Harry Potter movies after 
a decade. But like with these Fantastic Beast movies, I kind of felt like they were more contained. Like, you know, mm-hmm. here we are in New York City and we're just kind of bumming around and going into houses. And yeah, there's effects, but still it's like there's there's these big effects in a suitcase and a big final fight. But other mm-hmm. than that, you know, so out of 200 million just seems like a lot for these but there's what 20 people in the principal cast so a ton of people i mean you look at the movie poster and it's like you know you need somebody else on the other side just to help you (laughs) see who else is on there it's a gatefold yeah Yeah. you hold that for me yeah so anyway it's got a lot of money to to make back but it it will i mean by default this is just i mean it's gonna make its money back but interesting that it made about 10 million less than the first one i think that's telling and i'll be interested to talk to you guys about the uh, next episode about the first one and how this one kind of feels compared to that and, and everything because um, you know I think they kind of tried to course correct with this one because of some problems people had with the, the first one so we'll get into that one next episode number two Dr. Seuss's The Grinch made 37.5 million in its second week that's a 45% drop that is now at 125 million dollars domestic uh, it has 13 overseas so obviously hasn't rolled out very much over there but um, yeah that's on a 75 million dollar budget so it's pretty much making its money back in the second week and I feel like this is one that's going to stick around through the holidays um, you know that's a bold prediction yeah you <laughs> this Christmas movie <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean it's not like something else is going to come out in the third week and just bump it down like I feel Wreck like this Ralph. One's, yeah that comes out next week is it ne- yeah. oh wow it's already next week yeah mm-hmm. that's true no but I, I i feel like the grinch is still i think because of the name i think they're very smart picking a property that people know and it's got the minion animation style to it that cutesy animation it's gonna be the lazy it, choice for yeah. people who didn't pre-buy their wreck it ralph tickets right the holidays. Yeah. you don't have or, to think about it or Wreck-It. the bad single dad choice i was gonna say this is divorced dad oh your mom already took you to wreck it ralph yeah. Okay. It's going to be the Let's like, do the Grinch. Yeah. I mean, I have no doubt. I haven't seen Wreck It Ralph. I've seen the Grinch. And I already know Wreck It Ralph's going to be a better <clears> movie <throat> based on the previews, how smart the first one was. I mean, I know it's going to be a better movie for sure. But I, something about the Grinch, I think that it's just they've, they nailed it with just the imagery and the funny, the previews. And it's like everyone's like, oh, I got to take the kids to the Grinch. They don't care what's in it right. or if it's any good. It, it's. It's it is going to be the lazy choice, like you said. So um, I was disappointed with it being a fan of the the first one. But yeah, it will make its money. So I think they should just uh, get it uh, to home video like right before Christmas. Yeah, that's yeah. Because then smart, you pe- I mean, the theaters would be pissed, but yeah. But yeah, if you could put it out on on VOD like December twentieth, yeah. That'd be smart. People would be like, everyone be just sold. playing it in the background. Yeah. Or they're, they're oh yeah, people buy it. They wouldn't even care. No. Nineteen ninety nine, whatever. Yeah. Fourteen ninety nine. They'd be like, yeah, I'll yeah. Just make get it. It'll it would make a great screensaver. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, in the background because it's a good looking movie and yeah. it's Christmas lights and snow. Yeah, it really would. Like, get the Yule log out of here, <laughs> put on the Grinch, and just mm-hmm. put it on all day on loop. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that one in following weeks, but pretty much making its money back at this point. Number three, Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie from a few weeks ago, it made another $15.7 million. People still talking about it. Uh, love the movie on social media. Everyone's still going. It's a 50% drop in week three, bringing its domestic total to $127 million. Overseas, any guesses? Oh, gosh. Man, I don't... 200. 200 million. Wow. I do not have that in front <laughs> of me on my computer. Like, wow, that was a bold prediction yeah. to be on the money. <laughs> but yeah, 200 million overseas. They were, but they're, they were bigger overseas than they yes. were in the States. Yes, they were. And they were big in the States, but they were bigger overseas. Massive. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's huge uh so you're already talking about over 300 million on a 52 million dollar budget 
So, I mean, th- $330 million on a twenty on, on that. It's just the thing is that's crazy is you not only have this box office, but I saw that on the Billboard charts, the soundtrack, which is real Queen recordings because mm-hmm. they just dubbed in, mm-hmm. you know, the voices from, from you know uh, Rami lip synced of course right. um, the the re- soundtrack is number three on the Billboard charts it's apparently crazy. Queen has not been at that position on Billboard for thirty eight years <clears throat> so this movie comes out it makes three hundred and something million in three weeks and they're number three selling a ton of music and that means Smile has charted for the first time ever yes <laughs> as they have. <laughs> Smile? That's the, the first the, band. The band they were before they became Queen. Oh, that's there, there, are, oh. there are Smile songs on there, too. Interesting. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So, yeah, uh, that's insane money from that I one. I wonder if that's kind of like a payback to that original singer. Because he, I mean, you think he's probably got a writing credit on some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Because um, I know that, like, when the Beatles put out their, those anthology series discs, yeah. they, um, they, you know, they made a point like there was there was Pete Best stuff on there yeah. that had never been released, and Pete Best got a nice little payday. Oh, yeah. I mean, for for the Beatles, it was chump change, but for him, that was a that was a pretty solid. Paycheck. And ironically, Pete Best has really uh, softened his tone since those yeah. have come out. I'm like, wow, that seems different than he used to sound. Yeah, but okay, like he's not quite as uh, bitter, not quite as bitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, it's kind of funny because this movie is like a, a clear movie that, like, by and large, everybody's like, it's okay, but it's fun. Right. And I, this is one of those movies that's like, everybody's aware, and they don't care. Right. So, yeah. you know, for it to keep, was it 15 million this past week? Yeah. Week three. Yeah. Domestic, but yeah. That's don't care money right there. Like, meh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's huge. I, I, I really didn't even think, especially with all the, uh, uh, word from the set and all the controversy yeah. and everything and oh this is a really softened up story and blah 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 but it's like wow they're making a lot of money in only three weeks yeah. and so it's going to continue chugging along here number four instant family another new movie uh 14 million dollars say uh, hi to your mom for me <laughs> oh <laughs> oh she's, she's right wife. here <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh that's on a 48 million dollar budget did you see it tom i did see it i I liked it. I thought this movie was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I absolutely yeah. am in love with this film. Good, because I saw it, and like I I really appreciated I, I I wrote a review of it, so there's a written review on Review. I can tell that you were nervous. You're like, I like this movie, but I'm afraid Tom's going to make fun of me for liking <laughs> uh, this movie. This movie was great. Good, well, because I wrote a review on it, and I really gave it a lot of praise in my review because it did something very clever, which was wrap a very important but uh you know very serious subject matter right but it hit it inside of a a comedy like and it never like the comedy never undermined the story it was telling and and if if there's any like complaint that you can have about the movie is it's a little cutesy like the ending it it certainly wraps it up in a bow and 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 that's another box with another bow right and that's not really how that would play out but it but by and large I felt it played pretty straight with the trouble you would have with foster kids. I thought it played remarkably straight with the reaction that people would really have to being a foster parent. Like the scenes when they were like, these kids are a-holes and we want them out of our house now. That that and, was amazing. They showed that. They did right. not pull back. Like, so and I, they, and they, they did that, but they were still making jokes that you were like, oof, that's funny, but oof. Yeah. And, and, and they also, a little bit of minor spoiler, they didn't go down the road of like, 
the kids heard them and now they're upset and now that that's gonna they didn't go down the lazy it was just them talking it was just them talking in their bedroom and nobody ever heard it it was just their real thoughts that people would have in a tough situation so i thought that was really ballsy um but yeah you're right the comedy never undermines so the director sean anders he he's responsible for the daddy's home movies with will ferrell and mark Wahlberg. what you think this is gonna be right and it's not horrible bosses too he started off doing a lot of those teen sex comedies like sex drive uh, that's one with Clark Duke, and he's in a donut suit or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, She's Out of My League with Jay Baruchel. So, like, this guy's responsible for a lot of raunchy comedies. And, you know, especially when you get, like, Mark Wahlberg. I mean, I know those daddy's homes are only PG-13, but still, right. they push the, the envelope. You know, they really push it right at the edge of R. And uh, so when I got into this movie, I'm like, well, how is he going to rein it in with the topic of foster families right. and not, like, go over the edge? And it's a really fine balance. I thought Rose Byrne and, and Mark Wahlberg were great. They were great together. They, they really had great chemistry. The kids that the daughter the 15 year old daughter Izzy I thought she was fantastic and she's a a new actor I think I mean I haven't seen her in anything so uh, yeah I was really impressed with it so I would say if you want to see a good movie where you don't have to it's not like only people that have lived through this experience can enjoy it right Right. it's not super preachy it's not super targeted it's just a, a a fun movie and it's it's legitimately laugh out funny consistently yeah even though it's it's a little saccharine. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I've got a review of that up and also my interview with the director. But seriously, like I I was not sure what to expect of, of the movie, and I was really impressed. I'm glad you liked it, too. I, I think it's neat that people can go see this in the mainstream and learn about this subject, which a lot of people don't know about yeah. foster kids and families and adoption and all that stuff. You get to learn that, but it never feels eat your vegetables. And, I, right. and, and, I, and that's why I said to the director, I said, you know, you didn't you could have made an art house movie that maybe one twentieth of the people would have seen and it could right. be really serious or whatever. And he's like, but you know, those movies already exist, right? Right. And this was the best way to get it out to the, the and that, general public. And that's his skill set. Yeah. Like he would be going against his skill set to make that movie. Yeah. So use your skill set to make to tell that story. And he did, and it's it's really good. It it's it reminds me of parenthood. Yeah. Like it's it's uh, and it's that level of good. Okay, but, you know, and Parenthood <clears throat> shows you some realistic aspects of parenting, oh, yeah. but it's still kind of cutesy, <clears throat> and this kind of works on that same level. But, but honestly, I think I probably laughed more at this movie than I did at Parenthood. Yeah, well, Parenthood probably shows a very <laughs> serious sign of of age. Yeah. at this point, you know. Although, like, I mean, that was a movie I remember like having some really harsh, like body blows in it that were hit you know kind of buried between yeah the laughs right you know and this movie does that too yeah like it it really it works on both levels very effectively even though it's it can kind of play sitcom yeah but it but it was cool again very very funny throughout yeah i would say go see it if you want to see it it could be a date movie it could be a family movie that's the thing is that it works on all levels where it doesn't have it's not just like they're sending out the invites to the you know foster clinics or right. whatever and saying like you guys will love this movie it's like no this is a cute movie for a date night whatever uh go see it it deserves it deserves it i'm glad that at least i mean it's coming in at number four right under bohemian rhapsody it has some huge movies to go up against right. and you know it made almost as much as is bohemian this week so 14 million on that one uh and and like i mentioned earlier the budget's pretty modest it's only a 48 million dollar budget so hopefully we'll stick around here throughout the holidays make some money it deserves it yeah number five widows another new movie i mean this this week was crazy for new 
movies. Uh, this made $12 million, so it just came in a little bit under Instant Family. Um, and uh, let's see, do we have a budget on that? Yeah, $42 million, so okay. also still modest budget, $3 million overseas, so not much of a rollout there yet. Um, but this is the new Steve McQueen movie, and it looks like, uh, I didn't get a chance to see it yet, but it looks like it's kind of his entry to the mainstream, whereas he's been in that art house type, and, and he's made some great movies. Right. But like this looks like the, his first movie that's accessible to all <laughs> audiences you know at the, at the multiplex did you see it i did not okay i really want to see it um and that's another one where there's a review uh, brad hyan reviewed it for review stl so go check that out um but everyone seems to really be liking it i think brad has the brad didn't love it and so he's came in a few points under what most people were but everyone for the most part is pretty much given it you know decent reviews saying it's really good viola davis apparently is phenomenal Mm-hmm. So they're talking about Oscar buzz around her just for her role, even if the movie doesn't get it, like Viola Davis should, right. you know, and especially for her whole career. So anyway, yeah, I when I saw the trailer for this one the first time, it was funny because it felt like, you know, it had Liam Neeson and all these people, and you're like, yeah, this looks like we maybe have seen this movie, and then, right? But then you know the the twist of the movie, which was kind of like a wait, what? So I think you know, just based on that alone, it's kind of like might be good yeah yeah i'm I'm, i've heard a lot of good things about it again for the most part people are really digging the movie so go check that one out uh that's one in the next week hopefully i will be able to uh, go see as well number six the nutcracker in the four realms sticking around because disney i guess i mean it's going to make money even though i've i gave my thoughts on it the last couple episodes but another 4.8 million 52 percent drop but still 43.9 million dollars on a disney holiday movie and talk about budgets you know we were talking about the you know 200 million on fantastic beasts i mean this one doesn't have quite that much but still it's a 120 million dollar budget it's made 40 here in the u.s 60 overseas Mm. So it's in the it's in the bottom half of the top ten, and it's made 102 worldwide on a 120. So that's that's a flop. I mean, it's yeah. not going to make its money back with advertising. No. So I, it, yeah, think about all the money they saved on music licensing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 not good. So I you know it's it's sad. I mean, I love Disney. I'm a huge Disney guy. I really have loved their live action stuff they've put out, but this one is not good. And it seems like every 15 years or so. Somebody tries to make a Nutcracker movie, yeah, and it always fails. Yeah, and then fifteen years later, somebody's like, "What about a Nutcracker movie?" Yes, like you know, I mean, every it, single time it's just yeah. like, I mean, it's a ballet, the, and go go see the ballet if you want to see the yeah. Nutcracker. Like that's how it was created a hundred years ago. Like right. that, I mean, it's an amazing ballet, and and when you go see it live, like I've seen it live, it comes. I mean, wherever you live, it probably comes to town once a year. You can go see it somewhere, but you know they build these huge sets and big Christmas trees, and people are in costumes, and the dancing's really beautiful, and the music's amazing, of course. But when they try to translate it to to a movie, and, and they're not just filming ballerinas, I mean, they're yeah. they're trying to make it regular characters, right. dialogue, mm-hmm. and everything. It just gets bogged down, and and Disney tries to go way too big with it. It's just a huge CG crap fest you know and and like the the concepts there the music's there um you know there's the visuals are are neat i mean disney knows how to make some visuals but it gets boring after a while they're like let's just throw cg toy soldiers and cg mouse kings and cg you know it just it just gets into this big bombastic you know it's like the end of those superhero movies that end with the the light in the sky and it's just like aliens flying in from everywhere right i don't care that's not interesting i've seen that a thousand times yeah you know you know and and uh yeah and it's just poorly written so unfortunately uh you know maybe that's another good screensaver because it looks good put it on in the background yeah. if you know if if they release it before christmas but not worth spending your money in the theater so 
Uh, that one is, uh, again, it's like 40 million domestic and, and 60 overseas. So just over a hundred on a 120. Number seven, a star is born though, with some staying power. That's 4.2 million in week seven, a 48% drop. It seems to be consistently just like a 50% drop, 50% yeah. drop on some big numbers. Uh, that one has $185.6 million domestic and it has another 150 overseas. So yeah, we're, we're approaching 350 million on a $36 million budget. So nice. good for that movie. Yeah. It deserves it. Uh, it. It really does. It does. And so, uh, you know, I people have been talking about it. We've mentioned it before. Oscar buzz. Uh, you know, what is it going to get nominated for? I think it's going to be another like La La Land and, you know, Lord of the Rings, whatever, you know, the 12, 13 nominations, whatever the record is. I feel like this movie, I mean, you can, I can see them nominating it for everything. It's like, you know, the sound is great. The performances are great. The yeah. you know, costumes, whatever. It's, it's a good And movie. I know it's early into the Oscar. We're just about to get the kind of the Oscar dump of movies coming at us. Yeah. But like, so far, I don't really feel like there's any like, like great indie movie that's got to be yeah. in there. You know what I mean? That, mm. you know, yeah. so it's like, I, th- I think at the moment, it, it it, it's got a real shot. Yeah, uh, I, I I do too. And I mean, people are really seriously talking about it. Like, it could win possibly three out of four of the best acting, you know, yeah. Oscars. Like, they're the performances. I mean, when you're talking about Sam Elliott, Bradley mm. Cooper, and Lady Gaga, like all three of them. I mean, you know, they're going to get nominated, but they could win. Like, there's yeah. a case for it. Mm-hmm. So that's we'll see what ends up happening. And um, what's really interesting, just speaking of Oscars and we were just talking about Disney. So originally people thought that Disney was just going to push black Panther because black Panther and infinity <coughs> War came out the same year. Right. Let's push black Panther. And uh, they were supposedly only going to go for uh, special effects, I think for infinity war, uh-huh. but now they've put out, you know, for your consideration for like every category for infinity war too. So I don't know what they're trying to do. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens with black Panther, what award nominations, and wins it gets yeah um, and there's that isn't there they're still doing that best popular film or did oh they, yeah I thought they got, that. Did, didn't did they get next oh did I they get next oh maybe okay so i i don't know i i thought they were but maybe, I thought maybe they backpedaled they on that okay maybe they did so i was like so you've got that out there now they're they're uh yeah it's called the people's choice awards for god's yeah, sake right. I mean, they have a whole <laughs> show based around that yeah i mean did they move that from mtv or the to Golden vh1 Globes. it's another one that you know is sort the of people's choice that was the, never on mtv no, the uh, oh, what was MTV? There's MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking because I I oh, didn't yeah, watch it, but I saw the awards <clears throat> for the People's Choice Awards, I guess, and it was it said VH1, and I'm like, I thought that used to be on a different station, but maybe yeah, I'm thinking of I think NBC or, normally does Golden Globes, right? Mm-hmm. And then I forget who used to air People's Choice. Uh, maybe they, CBS. Did, I don't. I don't. I, I don't, know. don't know. Maybe it always has. I don't. For some reason, the VH1 logo in front of the People's Choice Awards. I'm like VH1 People's Choice Award. That just didn't sound right to me. But yeah. I don't. I don't really follow much more than the the Globes and the Oscars. But anyway, they they announced. I think the the best movie or something. But one of them was the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey movie. It's like. <laughs> hmm. When when the people vote on the movies, well, it's yeah. like well, when you have to call the one nine hundred number to cast your vote, it stands to reason Fifty Shades would win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe you get a bonus with every vote or something. I don't know, a five what? free minutes. Oh, bonus. <laughs> yeah, bonus. Bonus. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> that joke. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't know what, know what that is. Nine hundred numbers. Yeah. I know. <laughs> As I was like, saying, it. you were at the like <laughs> aging myself. Yeah, I. I mean, it was a huge thing, but now it's like, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's all webcams. 
Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, but the star is born doing phenomenal, making a lot of money and we'll see what the, what it does award season. Uh, but coming in at number eight, it's our movie from last week, Overlord with 3.6 million. That's a 65% drop in week two. So $17.5 million domestic on that one. And, uh, let's see here, uh, overseas 11 million. So, uh, we're, we're talking about approaching 30, 30 ish on a 38. So I guess that one was kind of a swing and a miss. Yeah. Dropped pretty quickly. So. Um, but everyone seems to enjoy it, so it's... I think the people that like it enjoy it, and the people it's. But it's not good enough to break out of its that, target. Yeah, demo. the horror, the yeah. action genre. Yeah, you... it's in a narrow right pocket. It, it's an it's a niche. <laughs> it is. It's, it's. I mean, it's definitely narrow anyway. Right. They have to know that yeah. going in. Yeah. You know, it's like it's pretty narrow. Yes. Yeah. Very. So go listen to our episode from last week if you want to hear more about that one. Number nine, the girl in the spider's web who played with fire that <laughs> danced on a tightrope, whatever that thing is called. Two point five million in week two. So talk about another quick drop. Uh, Thirteen point two million dollars. Uh, you know, I was I was telling these guys off the air that I went to the theater to see this. Uh, there's a film festival in town, and I, I was working at the entire eleven days that it was here. And so in between, I had some downtime, and I wanted to go see a new movie. So I, uh, Girl in the Spider's Web, was one of them that was available in that time window. So my wife and I went to go see it, and we walk in, and we're at the Esquire, and it's not a huge theater, but you know, decent house, and uh, it was like basically sold out, no seats available. We sit down. We are the oldest, we are the youngest people by like 50 years. In there. <laughs> and I don't understand because like, I mean, those Swedish movies were really good. The reboot in America was a Fincher movie and it was darker and really good. And like, I just never saw the demographic being blue hairs. I think what? it's because of the books. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of older people read, love, read. <laughs> yeah. And they read and they like these books. These books were, I mean, they were bestsellers. Okay. Yeah. And I think the people that are st- still kind of around. You know, if you're going to read a book, they're supporting the franchise. Well, you're uh, you're into the franchise, right? Like yeah. you, you like you'll the people. The reason you have so many book franchises are there are a lot of books to choose from, and it's not like a movie where in two hours you're done. Like it's a book is a commitment, and so people want to know, like, oh well, I like the other ones. I'll probably like this one well enough. Yeah, just so the movie people may not have stuck around. You know, with oh, yeah. what are they doing? A prequel? Yeah. And I don't. We thought it was a prequel. It's not a prequel. I thought no. it was a prequel. It's not. No, it's because the I thought it was after supposed, the three. Yeah, it's it's in the future because she works with Mikael Bloomquist again. Oh, yeah. I thought it was supposed. I know. To be before, I went into no. it and we no. kept talking about yeah. it, and saying it was a prequel. And so all of a sudden she meets up with him. And she's like, and he's like, oh. Elizabeth, like they know each other and everything. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, this can't be a prequel then. Yeah, so that I think was... this one was published, you know, from based on an outline, or he wrote most of it. Yeah, but so it was after be... the author died. Yeah, right. this must, I knew that. This must be the fourth one that we were talking okay. about. I thought they finished. were going back. No. Oh. So so yeah, all that other stuff has already happened. The trilogy has happened, and so yeah, I was I was very confused in this movie because of all our conversations. It was an odd choice because they skipped over you know the two recent right. Yeah. The they, other two stories right, that Fincher yeah. didn't do, maybe. I think I think it was because they were like, well, if we make the other ones, then it's going to be compared to, it's a sequel to Fincher, and Fincher didn't yeah. come back, and yeah. his tone's different, the different actor. So if we go three in the future, then it's like, okay, it's and it kind right. of stands on its own. Yeah. Like, if you hadn't seen them, I don't think it'd be that confusing, but for people who have, it's like, oh, she knows this guy. And, right. And yeah, anyway, so yeah, it, it is. And this is Claire Foy, right, who mm-hmm. played Queen Elizabeth? Yeah. On and, the... On the um, Netflix was it? Nef- yeah, Netflix show. The Crown. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, just was Neil Armstrong's wife, and yeah. and that movie. So 
anyway, um, and she does fine. It's it's an entertaining movie. I really, I mean, I didn't. I thought the trailer looked so stupid. It, you know, it's if you, it's more <clears throat> twists and turns, and it's a thriller. Uh, it, if you like the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movies, I think you'll enjoy it. It's not great. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was just, it was a pretty good use of of a couple hours. So I say check it out. It's it's fine. So anyway, but not a prequel. So go in with your expectations. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> it shows you how little people are paying attention that we said that on like four episodes <laughs> right. and no one, no one ever yeah. corrected us. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but uh, rounding out the top 10 is Nobody's Fool. Uh, once again, that's the Tiffany Haddish movie. It has a $19 million budget. And so it's already made 28 million domestic. So pretty much making its money back. Uh, no money overseas. Couple hundred thousand wherever it rolled out there. So her movies make money it's like yeah you know they keep they keep throwing her out there you hear her name a lot but people seem to enjoy it so i'm trying to think of who she kind of replaced i mean i guess i mean kevin hart's still doing stuff but i feel like yeah. you know before tiffany haddish you saw kevin hart in a mo- two movies or three and movies you still are and sometimes you see sure. them together in the <clears throat> yeah you know. like that night school the last right. one was both of them but it's like her and like who before that though you have these comedians where it's like they pop up everywhere oh and maybe amy schumer she was in a lot of movies pretty consistently for a while yeah. i feel like and now i she's kind of maybe taking a back seat well she just had that uh, i feel pretty yeah and then um uh, well, and she's not making movies right now because she's just had a baby. Oh, okay. Or she's either had a baby or she's had she's pregnant. Okay. One of the two. But Congratulations. Yeah. So I played no role in it. <laughs> yeah, but I'll let her know. So, uh, <laughs> so and, and she was gonna make that Barbie movie. She was gonna make a movie where she played Barbie. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I would have really been interested to see yeah, where that would have went. But was it supposed to be like a shallow hell type thing? Or I, I don't remember. They had a hook. Like, I yeah, well, what there it must was, have been some kind of yeah. hook. I feel like because that's her thing, like yeah. to play on the. And the, then I think the I think the Barbie people <laughs> were like, "What could this do to the brand?" And they yeah, right. They got chicken, which I get. Yeah, just go watch the toys that made us on yeah. Mattel and Barbie. It's a fascinating. <clears throat> yeah, because she has such a clean and, and innocent history. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? So anyway, that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. So uh, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Dan. You can find me on Twitter. <laughs> I'll just drink more of this coffee I know. in a second. Uh, at DanGraney67, G-R-A-N-E-Y. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> Roger Kubert or on Facebook <laughs> nice. at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe and you can find the show online at facebook.com slash real spoilers our website real spoilers.com uh, Twitter at real spoilers or our Patreon account at patreon.com slash real spoilers so uh, that's it for this one coming up on the next one we will tackle the crimes of Grindelwald <laughs> he said Wagner Max with a V Wagner um, <laughs> for Select few. Wow. We'll get that. But uh, They should have just had uh, Werner Herzog play Grindelwald. <laughs> they should have had anyone else play <laughs> Grindelwald. But, uh, so anyway, that's what we'll be tackling next time. Until Ooh. then, you've been warmed. I'm an address. What's that? A safe house in Paris. Why would I need a safe house in Paris? Should things at some point go terribly wrong, it's good to have a place to go. You know, for a cup of tea. Time's coming, Newt. When you're gonna have to pick a side. No, I don't do sides. Experience at an IMAX. Rated PG 13.